This is Free Talk Live, the live Thursday night edition. We are jumping into the first hour of the program. It is the show about your calls. You can call in and bring up anything at the SACL CAI toll-free line at 1-800-259-9231. And uh, we've got a number of things coming up. As you may have noticed, it is uh, not Ian and uh, Mark here tonight. They are off in L.A. doing a radio show, glad-handing with the uh, industry executives and uh, just getting out there being seen. And it's all thanks to our amplifiers. You can find out more about that at amp.freetalklive.com. And we'll uh, go into that. And you can, of course, visit us at on the website at freetalklive.com. Uh, we, we have a number of things coming up tonight. We're gonna, we've got a quick update on the baby Cheyenne story, but this is the show about your calls. And so let's get right to them. We've got Keith in New York. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, Sam? Pretty good. What's on your mind? I was, uh, I'm coming up this weekend to look for houses in New Hampshire, trying to get the uh, the moving gear and move to New Hampshire. Uh, and uh, I saw the Free Keen Fest is apparently on Sunday. It is. That's correct. What, what is that? Free Keen Fest is um, it's something the local activists have done up here uh, where we do the show from in Keene, New Hampshire. And uh, it's basically just sort of the individual activists going out and using uh, public property. There's a little space on uh, Railroad Square that's sort of right off of Main Street. And sometimes I'm not sure who's organizing it this year. I know in previous years there have been bands there. I believe Luther's going to uh, to play uh, some music and so forth. There are uh, various vendors. There's people that bring, uh, not vendors in the legal term, but people who bring food out and, and offer that. Uh, people that offer various different uh, jewelry, custom-made jewelry sometimes. So just a, a way for the activists to get together, uh, do some outreach to the community, introduce ourselves to uh, some of the, the locals in Keene. And I know this year they're also having a panel, a discussion panel, because of all of the activism has generated a little bit of controversy. So uh, I think that's a, an invitation for people to come out and have a discussion with the activists. Are you thinking about making it out for that? Yeah, I definitely am uh, in the area, so I think I'll come be, be coming out to that. I was just kind of curious what I was getting myself into. Yeah, it's the day after the Pumpkin Fest, which is an event that on uh, Saturday and, and partly Friday night, which is a pretty big deal here in Keene. The, the crowds are usually 40 to about 60,000 uh, people. And uh, we hold it the day after that when kind of things are being cleaned up. And uh, it's it's been a pretty good time. Excellent. All right. How does 60,000 people compare to the population of Keene? Keene is, I believe, about 25,000 people. I think there's about 4,000 college students, but it's sort of the hub for the area. So there are, um, I don't know, another 20,000 or so that come in during the day to work. Okay. So All it's right. going to be packed. It's going to be wall-to-wall. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great event. You'll like it. Yeah, it's pretty, okay, good. pretty popular. All right, well, thank you for right, the call, for Keith. The and by the way, we should say that... Uh, it's Wayne here tonight with you. Oh, yeah, and Sam. And Sean. <laughs> Thank you for that. Sorry, we had a little bit of technical difficulty getting started here. But uh, let's go to the Oath Keepers baby. Now, this is something that uh, uh, we've been kind of covering throughout the week. There have been a couple posts on it that I've put up on the uh, blog at freekeen.com. And we've got some good news today from the union leader. State expected to return infant daughter of Oath Keeper. Mm-hmm. Who's going to jail over this anyway? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably nobody. Who's losing their job over this? 
This is I, when I read about the story, Sam. I thought this is a total outrage. It, it, but it also shows the desperation because the concept of any kind of nullification, whether it's by states, whether it's by military or law enforcement, terrifies the people in power right now. Terrifies them, and they're trying to lash out in whatever desperate way they can. And that's what many people are seeing this as. From uh, Dover, Jonathan Irish and Stephanie Taylor emerged from a closed family court hearing Thursday afternoon with smiles on their faces and indicated they may be getting their daughter, getting back their daughter Cheyenne, whom state officials took from them hours after birth. Last Kidnapped week. from them. Well, this is the mainstream media, Wayne. Come on. <laughs> they can't use terms like that. Uh, Iris said he was instructed to say nothing about the hearing, citing a state confidentiality law, he, but said, a picture is worth a thousand words. What's a smile worth? All indications were that Irish and, and Taylor received good news at the hearing. I haven't seen you smile in a while, Irish's mother, Nancy, who declined to give her last name, said just before embracing her son. Nancy added, justice prevails i hope so well you know what that you you bring up a good point though it is it really justice i mean who's going who's held accountable when cps gets it wrong when they go after somebody and they they destroy the lives of families i mean this this case it looks like it's turning out well but if you well read, i'm sure they had enormous pressure from the, from people from all over the world you know, the address was out there on the Internet, and it was posted right away, and people found out about it. And I knew a lot of people emailed me and were just completely incensed by this, this oh, whole event. Absolutely. And if you, like, I've been following a lot of the comments and things posted to the story and on the blog at Free Keen about this. And there are other people that come out and say, they took seven of my kids, or, you know, they, my kid was raped, or, you know, there are all, this is just scratches the surface of what CPS is out there doing to to destroy the lives of families every day in the name of justice. And when they're wrong, nobody suffers any consequences. Or if they're too heavy-handed. Sometimes they might just be too heavy-handed. But the point is is that uh, there's just too much intervention going on. There is, and it's because, you know, there are no consequences for their mistakes. If this was a private agency... I mean, sure, we're not here to defend people who are abusive to their kids or anything like that. Of course. No. But in, in the free market where you didn't have this unaccountable monopoly uh, who was backed up by all of the, the guns of government, by the police and so forth, and had the courts on their side and everything else, they would be very, very careful before they go in to interfere in, in people's lives. You know, one time I think they did. I think things have just gotten down the road now where, where these people have become so brazen and careless. And But, you know, the pretense under which this was done, there was no hiding the fact that they were... There, it wasn't even a mistake, you could say, because, you know, think about this. They, they basically said, oh, you're a member of Oath Keepers, so uh, you're a terrorist, so we're going to take your kid away. You know, come on, that's a bunch of baloney. It's nonsense. Irish also told her he had to uh, get a car seat ready. So there's another indication that the baby's coming home with them. Uh, Cheyenne's removal sparked an outcry despite, despite the state's uh, numerous allegations of domestic violence and untreated mental health problems because of a single line in the affidavit used to justify the newborn's taking. Mm -hmm. The division became aware and confirmed that Mr. Irish associated with a militia known as Oath Keepers, which Oath Keepers is not a militia. No, it's not. And you know what's really ironic about this, Sam, is that the people that, that were told to do this, ordered to do this and take this, this, this couple's child, they should have been doing the same thing as, as Oath Keepers, saying, we refuse to follow these orders. This is ridiculous. This is, this is unconstitutional, it's illegal, and it's immoral. Well, they're just doing their job, Wayne. 
Come well, on. maybe there should be an Oath Keepers for bureaucrats, too. Uh, all right. So Mr. Irish associated with a militia known as Oath Keepers and had purchased several different types of weapons, including a rifle, handgun, and a taser, said the confidential two-page affidavit, which was provided to the New Hampshire Union leader. So some marginally good news there. Uh, hopefully they'll be uh, back together. I and- hope so and living a normal life now they still have her other two kids from a previous husband so these things are still a little bit messy and hopefully the cps will know better or the dyfs whatever it is up here and and, you know we don't know the whole story with with their family situation either but i know that uh there was some information about her previous husband being abusive and that she had gotten a pistol permit which she got so the fact they gave it to her means that they probably didn't feel she was a threat Right. Now, yeah, that was where one of the weapons charges came from, which was also cited in the affidavit. They basically pulled them, uh, were waiting for them in their driveway at their house, uh, took, separated them. She had the concealed carry permit because of the situation with her ex-husband, and they arrested him for having a concealed carry uh, gun because he was in the same car getting driven home from a dentist appointment where he had his wisdom teeth pulled out and couldn't drive. I mean, it's just so absurd the links that these cops will, will go to to uh, really set someone up and do something like this. And where is your conscience? How can you do these things? So, all right, good news there. We'll uh, come back and jump into some economic news when we get back. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live, the Thursday edition of the show. Joining you tonight, it's Sam and Wayne. And Sean. Why don't you guys try that again? <laughs> it's Sam. And Wayne. And Sean. All right. And uh, this is the show about your calls. You can bring up anything by calling the SACL CAI toll-free line at 1-800-259-9231. And I want to tell you about the AMP program. We mentioned that in the last hour. That's where uh, some of the listeners voluntarily pledge up to $3 a month to advertise, market, and promote the show it is the marketing budget for Free Talk Live. It's it's allowed uh, Ian and Mark to go out to L.A. this week to uh, attend the radio conference, be seen. It helps them get on more radio stations and get these ideas into the ears of more listeners. So you can find out more about that by going to amp.freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com offers the world lar- world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory dealer is your, dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right, so we've got, uh, well, we we started off the show with a little bit of good news, and I like doing that, but now it's time to get into some not-so-good news. In fact, the story is called 
more bad news. Uh-oh. 10 things you should know about the latest economic numbers. And this is from the Economic Collapse blog. Now, Wayne, you and I do a Sunday show, the, the first Sunday of the month, and you know it's you can call in and bring up anything. In the, in the event that we don't get calls, then we, what we do is try and bring up economic issues, try and give people a financial education and understanding through some of the stories that we talk about. And so I wanted to bring some of those aspects in here and go through this. And, I, you know, it, it is bad news. It is some doom and gloom in here. But I think what's important for people to understand is what to, they, they, I think they need to have an idea of what's coming, what they can do to sort of prepare for it. If, if you can kind of see around the corner, you can get out of the way of the train is, is my thought. Yeah. What, what do you think about all this pessimism porn, Sean? Uh, I'm fine with the pessimism. I'm not. Uh, I'm not seeing much good in the economy right now. I'm just thinking everybody needs to get themselves invested in some gold and silver and and try to ride things out. Well, you know, in the past few years, especially the last eighteen months or so, there's been a lot of social engineering, you might say, going on in the media to try to pump up people's expectations oh, yeah, of the future. The green shoots. The green I mean, shoots. Who remembers that? And I, on one hand, I can see the value in that, in the sense that you don't want um, people that maybe would engage in economic activity not to do it, you know, but I think that when you encourage people to go into debt to to, to partake in economic activity, then that's very dangerous and that's not good for them. It is. And there, and there are people out there who are saying, well, the stock stock market's over 11,000 again. We're on the road to recovery <laughs> yeah, here, right. Wayne. I mean, oh, it boy. doesn't matter what the fundamentals are. The stock market's at 11,000. You mean that, the program- that 11,000 is nothing but uh, <laughs> inflation. Well, it's program trading, it's hedge funds, and it's the plunge protection team. Yeah, you got it. So let's get into a little bit of those details from the economiccollapseblog.com. On Friday, headlines across the United States declared that unemployment remains unchanged at 9.6%. Many analysts rejoiced and heralded this announcement as a sign that we have hit bottom and that things will be turning around soon. But is that the truth? A closer look at the unemployment numbers reveals some disturbing facts. For example, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, a broader measure measure of unemployment that includes workers that have stopped looking for work rose sharply to 17.1%. But that's not the only troubling sign from this past week. Agricultural commodities continue to skyrocket, which means that food price increases are on the way. The foreclosure foreclosure robo-signing crisis continues to escalate, and that threatens to throw the entire mortgage industry into a state of absolute turmoil. Meanwhile, the U.S. national debt continues to grow, and wealth continues to leave the United States at a dizzying rate. And I believe that rate is about 60 to $80 billion a month. So you've got a half a trillion dollars of wealth Leaving the United States, that's what these deficits, trade deficits, end up creating is you're exporting the dollars. At some point, they have to come back in, and they're going to come back in the country and buy up real assets. That's right, especially when, as foreign countries start to dump the dollar and dollar assets, the dollars will come back here because roughly, I believe it's half of the money supply is actually overseas. It's, it's it, what they call euro dollars, which are dollars held in foreign hands. I believe it's about 60%. Yeah, is I think, I think you're about right. Yeah. That's right. So is there reason for optimism? No, not really. Even if the unemployment numbers had improved slightly, the longer-term trends for unemployment are extremely troubling for you, as you will see from the statistics and the chart below. At the same time, when many Americans are out of work and can barely get by on what they are currently making, there is every indication that prices are about to go up. 
wheat, corn, soybeans all jumped on Friday, and it is inevitable that at some point these price increases will be passed on to consumers. And if that wasn't bad enough, now some Federal Reserve officials are actually talking about purposely generating more inflation in order to stimulate the U.S. economy. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, well, I mean, they're scared to death of deflation because there's so much debt uh, by the public sector as well as the private sector that they think they're going to inflate their way out of it. But stagflation is, and inflation in, in an economic downturn like this is, is devastating because your income is declining and, and your costs are going up. And that's what stagflation is, essentially. Mm-hmm. Economic stagnation with inflation. Okay. Uh, all right. So meanwhile, this robo-signing foreclosure crisis threatens to escalate totally out of control. We will soon see thousands of court cases popping up from coast to coast, challenging the legitimacy of foreclosure paperwork. Uh, and mortgage paperwork, for that matter. There's a lot of people with mortgages who may challenge it as well. Will uh, title insurers start totally backing off from foreclosed properties? Banks are already completely overwhelmed trying to process the massive backlog of foreclosures. Is this going to make the situation a lot worse? Mm -hmm. The truth is that more bad news for the U.S. economy comes out almost daily now. Uh, The following are 10 things that you need to know about the latest economic numbers. Number one. Gallup's measure of unemployment, which is not adjusted for seasonal factors, showed a sharp increase in September. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate has increased from 8.9% in July to 9.3% in August and to 10.1% in September. Mm. Now, what are the official government numbers saying? Well, actually, you're right, and they try to keep it in the single digits so it doesn't sound so bad. But, uh, you know, when you consider all the other factors... And actually, even even that 17% that you quoted before doesn't even include the birth-death model, fictional jobs they create every month. And when you take those out of the equation, we're up around 22 or 23%. Which well, that's, is, that's just unemployment. That, that doesn't even cover underemployment. I, I am a skilled computer programmer, and I'm working at a pizza place making pizza because that's the only job I can find right now. And it beats being on welfare or unemployment. Yeah, that's actually one of the other uh, points that we'll get into here. Uh, Number two, the seasonally adjusted alternate unemployment rate compiled by shadow government statistics shows the real unemployment rate in the United States is worse than it has ever been since the economic downturn began. The alternate unemployment rate calculated by uh, SGS reflects estimated long-term discouraged workers within the U.S. government which the U.S. government stopped keeping track of back in 1994. We'll uh, we'll jump into this. Take your calls about anything. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Yeah, shadow stats. This guy, William. This is Free Talk Live, the Thursday edition of the show. It is the show where you can take control, call in, bring up anything by dialing 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if you like the show, you can uh, help support us by shopping at Amazon. Uh, Basically, you go to amazon.freetalklive.com and uh, you can get all the same great deals at Amazon, free super saver shipping on thousands of items, uh, and all you need to do is go to amazon.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CIA does collections, early out billing. Did you and they say per- SACL CIA? 
<laughs> I don't think so. I think I maybe am I going yes, dyslexic? Yes, you did. That, that is what you said. Oh. They are not part of the. No, CIA. this is subliminal. Stop, Sam. Seiko <laughs> uh, CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Seiko's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that uh, not only do you want to collect your money, but you also want to keep those clients too. Seiko CAI. Check out their banner at Free Talk Live. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. Okay, so we've been uh, going through this top 10 list of sort of economic uh, bad news here. But uh, we have a caller on the line, and this is the show about your calls. So let's go to uh, Jennifer in CA. Ladies first, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. I thought this was the Alex Jones show. It's not. It is not. This is Free Talk Live. But uh, what, what were you, did you want to bring up? Um, well, I just wanted to talk about the, um, this new world order. Okay. And that I wanted to just make uh, a confirmation from my experiences. I um, knew a guy who uh, spent time with him in the early 1990s who was a member of the Bohemian Grove. Okay. And, um, and the CFR and all those different things. And he didn't tell me he was in the CIA, but he was acting very paranoid, and I got very suspicious that he might be cheating or something. So when he was gone, I went through his files, and I found his CIA employment papers and discovered that he was involved in doing biological chemical warfare. Interesting. And, um, and he was also being groomed for presidency. And I used to hang out with him at Bohemian Grove and regularly talk to Henry Kissinger and Donald Rumsfeld and all of these people. Now, you've and, a, you're saying that you've actually been to the Bohemian Grove, uh, the, the one or week or whatever, where everybody goes out there and does the, the little party in the woods? Well, they have, they have different events. Um, that's the cremation of care. I, um, generally, women aren't invited to that unless you're probably a professional. Okay. But um, uh, that's not what I do. <laughs> So I um, just was seeing this guy, and um, they, I was in, they sometimes what they do is they allow women to go and sort of say, look, nothing bad is happening. They have like a black tie dinner party, mm-hmm. and I've been to both the, uh, the clubhouse in San Francisco and the, um, the grounds outside of San Francisco. And that's when uh, wives and significant others are invited. Okay. So what do you, uh, I mean, what's your concern about this? I, I understand that, you know, they do maybe doing some weird things off in the woods and it sounds a little creepy. Because here's, here's the point I'm trying to make. And that is that um, people need to understand that they're, um, that the left and right are controlled by the same people. Oh, absolutely. This guy, and this is what happened. This guy, he was with Obama being groomed for presidency, right along with Obama. And I asked him, who are you voting for? And he said, I can't tell you. I'm like, why not? He goes, well, they haven't decided which side they're going to put me on. They haven't decided which side they're going to put me on. So what you're suggesting there is that there is this group of uh, shadowy elites here in the back room who are actually picking and grooming these presidents. And it's not so much what the person actually believes. They're just really a puppet. And they, they're actually groomed and told that, well, you're going to be a Republican or you're going to be a Democrat and we need you to do X, Y, and Z. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. And they also 
he was, you know, they, they pumped them up. And, you know, he was pulled into this when he was really young, most likely in college. And um, he, I'm, I have a feeling that his father was probably involved with the CIA as well. And um, they um, helped him found a company that was a front company while secretly he was doing biological chemical warfare in the background. And um, he uh, and he was, you know, very unhappy. He, he put this presence on that he was um, happy. But behind it all, he would go into crying jags for eight hours at a time. Now, this guy is probably worth, you know, billions of dollars. And Well, they um, have inside information. They know what to invest in because they know what's going to happen before it happens in many cases. Exactly. When, like, and everything about him on the Internet was taken down. And there's just a couple little things where someone accused him of being um, an insider and his contacts were the reason why he made a lot of money. And he said, no, no, no. But that's absolutely not true. He was an insider from the very, very beginning because he was, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, Kissinger and Rumsfeld and all of these people. And he was all like saying that he was all pumped up with this ego that he was going to be part of this great um, line of men who became president. Oh, yeah. That, that's I, really what I, a lot of these people uh, are sort of led to believe, that you're, you're on the inside, so you're, we're going to take care of you. But in the end, as, as these sort of empires collapse and fall into ruin, they're left out in the cold like everybody else. You know what's really interesting? Yeah, possibly, although this guy is extremely high up. I mean, he's a well-known person. I don't want to say his name because I'm afraid he'll have me killed. And, um, but the other thing is that um, one of the things that happened was that he was a pretty cheap guy, but um, he would get phone calls or messages or information relayed to him about various terrorist attacks that they were going to do. And one time um, I was in New York City and he had gotten some information that there was going to be an anthrax terrorist attack in a subway. And so he said, I'm going to send you some extra money, take cabs, I don't want you in the subway. And then a week later, there was an anthrax thing in the Japanese subway. And so he didn't know, they don't always tell them every single piece of information. Okay. They give them just as much as they need to know. Like, don't go in subways for the next two weeks. You know, and it does lead yeah. some credence to sort of uh, some of the, 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 the 7-7 bombings in London, where the, the exact bus route they were running drills on, and... Uh, oh, you know, he would people know, warn their he families. Would get phone calls. Yeah, he would get he would get somehow information would be relayed to him, and if I was in danger, he would let me know not to go or do certain things. And I was, you know, I didn't understand all this. I was a lot younger, and now listening to all these things and all the stuff that's coming out, being able to research and see about the New World Order and the fact that he's in the CFR, that I've been to the Bohemian Grove, these comments. That, um, you know, and also he would regularly when he, while they were grooming him, he would regularly spend time with both Bush, Carter in his place in Panama, um, Clinton on Air Force One when he was president. Um, he was spending time with wow. all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it wasn't like I, I, had a, I had a girlfriend when I was uh, living in Hawaii in the 80s, and I was probably about 23. She was about 19. And she, she told me a lot of the same stuff you're saying right now. And she didn't mention names in many cases, but she, she was at the Bohemian Grove, 
she was a runaway at 14, you know, and got around a little bit. And, and I thought she was nuts when she first would talk about it. And, but then over the years, other people have kind of filled in the blanks for me and, and connected the dots. And, and, you know, at one point you say, whoa. But, you know, remember back in the 90s when, when um, Clinton was running against Poppy Bush and, and they knew that they wanted to get Gat and NAFTA pushed through, but they knew how Republicans were being perceived and they knew that it wasn't going to pass because of the way public Republicans were being perceived as pro-business. So they get Clinton in there, and then Clinton got gotten have to push through like nothing, like butter, and you hear, barely heard a peep from the left. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jennifer, thank you. That was uh, very interesting information and speculation there. Uh, it, it certainly paints a, a, a very odd picture of what may be going on behind the scenes. Uh, we'll come back with this and more of your calls, get back into some economic news when we return. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, the show about your calls. You can call in, bring up anything at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if you uh, like the show, you want to find out more and get the latest, you can go to news.freetalklive.com. There's uh, updates, Twitter, Facebook accounts, and you will always be in the know when there's something new to announce about Free Talk Live. Joining you tonight, it's Sam. And Wayne. And Sean. And we are going to jump right into your calls. Uh, we have John in New Hampshire. John, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, guys. Uh, you're doing a pretty good job so far, hosting out the uh, two uh, normally here. Thank you. What's on your uh, mind tonight? I listened to one of the uh, podcasts from last week uh, when they were speculating on how one gets picked for a jury in New Hampshire. And having recently been picked uh, for the wonderful world of jury service, it is actually a combination of driver's licenses and the voting registry. Ah, so okay. if somebody is of the type that does not wish to get a driver's license and is opposed to voting, that doesn't mean you. if you would like to cast a, a vote that still actually matters in the society, you can always register to vote and uh, show up, take a ballot, walk into the booth, do nothing with it, and feed it into the machine. And that shows you as an active voter. I don't know if that would help or uh, hinder your selection process. Right. Okay. So you're you're pointing out there are a lot of activists here in New Hampshire that have moved as part of the Free State Project, who are, have kind of uh, moved past the the stage of voting in in the political sense, and uh, a lot of them have actually requested to be taken out of the voter rolls. But you're saying that's one of the two systems that they use to pull. Uh, voters for or to pull people into jury uh, this, this jury obligation that they've created, right? And they call that a civic duty. They make you watch about a forty-five minute little video to introduce you to jury service and explain that once upon a time in New Hampshire they would excuse you for any reason, and it resulted in jury pools made up of retired people, independently wealthy people, and unemployed people. 
And uh, they've determined after uh, a few court cases uh, challenging that, that that wasn't quite fair. And uh, they have very few excuses they will take nowadays for avoiding jury service. So now that, nowadays, the though, act, nowadays they've decided that picking people at random and forcing them to come and show up in a room and, and sit on a case that they may not want to uh, be involved in, that's a much better system rather than maybe 12 people who are actually competent and know about the subject matter that, that the case is centered around. Right. Well, I mean, the idea of the jury system was of your peers. They seem to cast the peer net rather wide, but in a, uh, a group of people such as pro-liberty activists, they're the most likely to actually want to serve on a jury. Uh, I would just suggest that those people do one of the two things uh, that would enable them to actually fulfill the role of uh, a jurist. Uh, and, you know, if they decide not to get a driver's license, then and they think voting is immoral or otherwise something they want to do that does not prevent you from registering and not voting, then that would be my suggestion for that. Got it. Okay, so now did you go through the uh, voir dire process, and did you get picked for the jury? No, what happened was they made us watch the whole video. They came in, they took half the room out for another trial, and then they said, well, it turns out your trial went away. Have a nice day. Oh, nice. I've had that similar thing happen where I walked in, this was back in Dallas, and there were about uh, 200 people in the room. They called eight or 12 names, and then everybody else was dismissed. So all of those people had to take time out of their day, drive, you know, this was 45 minutes away to come sit in a room, listen to some bureaucrat so that they could pick out 12 people. It was just so unbelievable to me. Well, they were paid for their time, weren't they? Uh, you get paid, oh. yeah, a check for, I think, $19 or something like that was sent oh, to Oh, they're much more generous in New Hampshire. It's $10 <laughs> for a half day plus mileage. Nice, nice. John, anything else on your mind? No, no. I still, uh, the curious thing about New Hampshire jury polls is you can be called for once, twice, or up to three times uh, that you have to sit in the pool to be selected. So I have to actually go back again later this month and see if they want me then. Oh, wow. Nice. All right, well, good luck with that, and I thank you for the call, sir. That's one of the things about New Hampshire, is, and it's been in the press here lately, is that the judicial system is broke, and they're having to plea out all kinds of, uh, of trials to, to keep them from going to a jury trial, and they do everything in their power to avoid giving people jury trials here in this state, and it's it's one of the things that's a little more backwards in the in their uh, new United States Constitution, it says anything over $20, you can get a jury trial. Well, not so here in New Hampshire. It has to be a felony or a Class A misdemeanor, which they can change any time from a Class A to a Class B or a, a, a Class C. We had uh, Ian, the host of the show, was charged with a Class A misdemeanor. The judge said, well, there wasn't enough uh, evidence uh, in order to charge you with a Class A, so I'm going to reduce it down to a violation and order you to pay a fine of $1,000. And which, now you can't appeal it to a jury trial. Exactly. Now, he had an appeal to a jury trial if it stayed as a Class A, which there was not enough evidence of. But instead, the judge just decides, well, I'm just going to change it, take away your right to any jury trial. So it's very, very difficult to get a jury trial up here because they just don't have and the funds to run And extract $1,000 from you with, with no uh, due process. Exactly. All right, so uh, let's go on. We've got another caller here on the line. Let's go to Keith in Missouri. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Keith. Keith, are you there? Keith? Keith? Uh, Is that me? That's you. What's on your mind tonight? It's actually Steve. 
Steve. Oh, okay. Steve, sorry about that. Yeah. Hi, Steve. Hey. What's on your mind tonight, so, Steve? So, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about uh, this situation where the child was basically abducted. The Oath uh, Keepers baby? Being, yeah, we... Right, we, being uh, a member of the Oath Keepers, yeah. We talked about that at the uh, beginning of the show. There was some good news out of there. They uh, apparently are getting their newborn back and uh, came out smiling. They had a uh, a court hearing. Uh, I know Stuart Rhodes was out there. I didn't make it out. It was on the other side of the state in Dover, New Hampshire. Uh, that was at 1 o'clock. It was a closed hearing, so they did not allow a press in because they don't want, uh, you know, it's for the children. Uh, but the so indications much for that are... public trial. The indications are that they were they are going to get their kids back or their their baby Cheyenne back and uh, everything is all well. There was also. Do you think that was a result of uh, the media and the show? And I think yeah, absolutely. Just people. Anytime you bring attention to the bureaucrats and sort of shine the light on the cockroaches, they go scurrying off, and that's yeah. what it takes. Is is media attention, getting people who care to, to stand up and actually do something, whether it's picking up the phone and calling these bureaucrats and expressing your displeasure, but, you know, politely. It's not a, a forum to make threats or anything like that, but, but letting right. them know that, hey, we don't like what you're doing here, and this is not right, and, you know, you're acting immorally, and so on. And I think that does have an impact, whether the bureaucracy wants to admit it or not. I guess my thing was that, you know, I, I've been thinking about moving up there. It seems like a good idea to me. Well, what are your, let me ask you this. What are your prospects well, for freedom where you're at right now? Yeah, not very good. <laughs> there is not. Yeah, that's kind of the situation I think most people find themselves in is, you know, it's not easy to pick up your life and move. And, of course, you're talking, Steve, about the Free State Project, the idea to get 20,000 right. Liberty Lovers to move to one place, and that's New Hampshire, in order to... Well, when uh, I, go ahead. Well, when I see things like this, um, you know, it kind of makes me think, well, I mean, how, how free of a state is that? No, no when, state when is completely stuff, free. Stuff like this happens. Yeah, I mean, there is there is no. It's like wow, it's not the free state. There are there are some very draconian uh, drug laws that are still on the books. There are a lot of challenges up here, and uh, you know it's going to take more people standing up, being aware. But I think by uh, banding together and by you know sort of supporting each other, we're having a much greater impact than we would anywhere else. What are your thoughts? Uh, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess think about it. I mean, it's kind of hard to say because, well, I've got a couple other things. I was thinking also about um, this uh, deal with the mortgages with people who are being foreclosed on. Okay. Um, with uh, even some people who are free and clear on their mortgage. Yeah, we, there was a, actually a case on, where or... a guy who had paid cash for his house and was uh, foreclosed on, I, I know, by one organization, by one of the commercial banks. And there was another case where a guy was shown up, showed up two times in the same day to have his house foreclosed on, first by Bank of America and then by uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. So uh, it's it's crazy. They're they're actually stopping these, and it's going to create a lot, a huge backlog. And Steve, I thank you for the call. 
Uh, we'll come back with uh, more of your phone calls and other topics of interest when we return. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Thursday edition of the show. We are launching into hour number two. And if you like the show and you want to see more of us, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. There is a chat room and a webcam all on the same page. Users are in there right now listening to the show and chatting about probably stuff not even related to the show. But it's a good time anyway. Uh, cam.freetalklive.com. Frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Okay, so uh, we were in the first hour, we were going into a story from the Economic Collapse blog Dot com. Uh, more bad news, 10 things you should know about the latest economic numbers. And we had gotten to number two, which talked about the unemployment rate. Now, there's a chart in here that sort of makes this point for them, and I, I'll probably just need to explain that, or you can always go to the economiccollapseblog.com or search for this uh, story, and you can see the chart for yourself. But it does not paint a very pretty picture, and there are three lines on this chart. The lowest one is the the government's official inflation number, which is right around the nine nine and a half percent mark. Well, that's the unemployment number, not the inflation number, Sam. Oh yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the U three unemployment number. And so, Wayne, what does that mean? What's well, there are various measures of unemployment, and the higher the number, the more broad it is. So, U three is just is more broad than say U one. Um, and I don't remember all the different distinctions and what add, but I know that when you get up to U6, you're including, uh, fr- uh, uh, what are they called? Not frustrated workers, um, uh, discouraged workers who, who stopped looking. You don't include people who are working part-time because they can't find full-time work, or you don't include people who uh, just plain stop looking. Who have just lost hope and given up yeah. for the most part. And you, I, guess that, I guess that would be, that, that's considered a um, uh, frustrated worker or whatever. Um, but anyway, and then of course the other part of the number they don't always talk about is the the birth death model numbers they add in every month. Yeah, so, that was something that I believe Clinton put in around or, or Bush maybe around two thousand and four, which is just this ratio that the Labor Department comes up with the birth death ratio that they apply in order to skew their statistics. But right, it's they not try based to, on anything. Yeah, they say well, one hundred seventeen thousand jobs were created last month. Well, what's that based on? Well, I don't know. We just made it up. We just figured. Well, that's how many would have been created, you know, by small business and people starting their own businesses and so on but yeah i mean who how do you want to rely on that so that's the u3 number at the lower end of just Mm -hmm. the basic one more conservative that's what they report now they used to report the u6 number but they've sort of stopped doing that and if you look at the u6 number which includes that larger group that you were describing wayne then we're looking more towards uh 17 percent but then there's also on this graph a third number 
which is from uh, a guy that runs a website called Shadow Stats. Yes, John Williams. John Williams. He does a lot of sort of calculations and sort of backs into these numbers because they've stopped reporting so much. They stopped reporting uh, the inflation of the money supply when they start printing more money because they knew what they were about to start doing. Well, if we report this, it's going to make it look far worse than Mm -hmm. if we just go silent on it. The M3 money supply is the broadest measure. In about two years, maybe two or three years ago, they stopped publishing that. But John Williams at Shadow Stats takes the government raw numbers and actually reconstructs that so that people know what it really is. Now, the government claimed it was too expensive to keep publishing it, which everyone knew was a bunch of baloney. Right. And so if you look at his number, what he calculates as the unemployment rate, then you're looking at about 22%. Yep. Which is, you know, you're getting into sort of Great Depression levels at that point. So it's a matter of whose numbers do you believe. It's hard to say the the government is clearly manipulating the statistics and doing things to sort of fix the number. We've got the mainstream media out giving out these talking points of green shoots and we're we're on the road to recovery. and, uh, And anybody who who engages in this pessimism porn, as, as you like to uh, to term it, is is sort of targeted and, and singled out as, oh, well, you're just, you're, 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 you just have a negative outlook. You're a kook. You're a kook, yeah. So let's uh, jump into number three of reasons the economic uh, outlook is not, not so hot these days. Number three, the number of Americans working part-time jobs for economic reasons is now the highest it has been in at least five decades. And Sean, that was something you had mentioned in the last hour. You're a computer programmer, but working at a pizza place. Yeah, there's no computer programming jobs that I've been able to find or qualify for here in the Keene area. A, if there are jobs, there's people significantly more qualified than me who are desperately looking for work. They're going to get the low-end ones that I could get into faster, and the the economy just in general is so far down that really my choices are get a job at, at the fast food place, in which case I'm keeping some college student from getting a job to cover his own expenses while he's here. So, I mean, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. Well, you're probably seen as being more dependable because you're not out partying on your nights off. Well, this is true. I'm not. Except for nightcap. <laughs> All right. Uh, Number four, 15.8% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 29 were unemployed during the month of September. So these are the younger workers who are supposedly in their prime earning years when they're out, you know, most able to work and and, uh, be out in the workforce. And over 15% of them are unemployed right now. And those are at the lower end of the wage scale, which you think businesses would want to hire. Yeah, typically what happens with corporate layoffs is you want to, they, they can't specifically do this, but the people that have been there longer have gotten more pay raises. They're in the higher top end of their pay grade. And so getting rid of those people or getting those people to accept a package is far more effective because the younger crowd is not getting paid. You know, they may be twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 less a year that you're giving them. And you can also give a, a sort of a stripped-down benefits program to the younger people coming in. They won't know the difference. It, absolutely. So uh, another sort of not-so-great sign. Number five, agricultural commodities continued to move higher on Friday. Wheat, corn, and soybean all saw their, their prices soar. Unfortunately for American consumers, this is part of a broader trend of rising agricultural commodity prices. 
As this continues, it is inevitable that we will all be seeing much higher food prices at our local grocery stores. So the necessities of life are going up. And oil, too. Oil's up around $82, $83 a barrel. That could explode to the upside at any time. And that's also related to producing food as well. And so when you have the necessities of life, like food and fuel, uh, going up, and let's say you have a snowmobile you want to sell or, or, or a jet ski. Well, nobody wants to buy that for any money. So everything that you want to sell is going down in value. Everything you want to buy that you need is going up. Exactly. Some people call that euflation. Um, euflation. Yes. Interesting. And we're, I've actually have a story on inflation that uh, hopefully we can get to later on in the show that will put some hard numbers to some of these price increases. And the first time I read it, it was it was pretty stunning to uh, to know that that's how much things have increased. That, you know, they've been very masterful at hiding the inflation over the years, too. They have, because if you look at Social Security, they just came out and announced, well, sorry, folks, there will be no uh, wage increase in Social Security because prices just aren't going up. And it, it goes back to the government fixing the numbers. I mean, what's in the in the CPI index that they base all this on? Well, they've changed that over the years, too. You're not comparing apples to apples when you compare the uh, CPI of today versus 20 or 30 years ago. It, it's a moving target. So, therefore, it's difficult to really assess what the real unemployment or what the um, real inflation rate is as well. And that's because they've pulled things out like food and fuel and, you know, all the basic necessities for, for life are not in there. But anything where they can sort of move the, you know, squeeze the balloon in order to make things look good. And they, they are counting the parts where they've sort of squeezed things down, the stuff that's imported from China, the, the things where there, there's intervention on the government to artificially restrict prices. And they use that in order to keep people from getting proper cost of living increases who have been promised that, well, the government's going to take care of you. Well, I've seen this throughout my life is that when I was a kid, just about every guy I grew up with, his mom could be home if, when they came home from school. We'll get back to this. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll cover some financial aspects of the, the economy here when we return, see if we can finish up this story. And you can call in, bring up your thoughts at 603-435-1105. Call in, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE.
This is Free Talk Live, the show where you can call in, bring up whatever's on your mind, and take control of the airwaves by calling the SACL CAI toll-free line, which is 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Sam. And Sean. And Wayne. All right. And Wayne, why don't you tell us, uh, give us a message from one of our sponsors. Yes. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. HostGator.com. And we're continuing with this story, more bad news, 10 things you should know about the latest economic numbers. And before the break, Wayne, you were about to jump in. Uh, We were talking about agricultural prices and basically cost of living increases through mm -hmm. Social Security. Did you want to finish up that point? Yeah. What I was saying is through my lifetime, I've noticed that when I was a kid, most of the kids that I grew up with, their mothers were home when they got home from school that they wanted to be. The dads were not worked. And so one person, one income could support an entire family. And that's with one or two cars and, and you know, mortgage, everything. And, and then, of course, we had the women's liberation movement that we had women going into the workplace. And of course, that allowed two incomes now to be used to maintain the same lifestyle. And then, of course, as inflation got worse during the 70s into the 80s, uh, even though it, was, it, it subsided for a little while, more people started using credit cards, which distorted their, their um, uh, sense of, of financial well-being, too. And, uh, of course, then in the 90s, and you had the dot-com bubble, which made people feel richer and, and spend more money and, and, and everything. And then after that popped, then you had the real estate bubble, which caused people to, to use their homes as ATMs. And, again, it made them feel richer than they were. Mm-hmm. And, and, and throughout this whole process, you could see people getting poorer and poorer, and they didn't even realize it. Yeah, well, I had friends that were out buying jet skis and, and boats. And, I mean, one of them was working at a, a car stereo uh, installation place. I mean, not really a, somebody that I would expect to be driving him and his girlfriend to be driving new cars and uh, pulling a jet ski out on the weekends. And, you know, it's, it's just like... How can you afford this? I I've made more than them, and I was not buying all of these expensive toys, which are now, as you, as we mentioned earlier, worthless because nobody can afford to, or very far fewer people can afford to buy an, a jet ski or you know all of these extra toys and things that they have. And you're seeing them go for pennies on the dollar. You're seeing people give away five thousand dollar horses now because they can't afford to feed them and take care of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I did. I interviewed some farmers in Texas, and the cost. The, the, this one farmer, Strubs Ranch, they make the uh, Wagyu beef, which is two hundred dollars a pound, as or as high as that. And uh, they have half a million pounds in deep freeze because the way the the prices in the market for are right now, they just they can't get their investment back. They have to send it to the feedlot and invest several thousand dollars per animal just to to bulk it up. And then, as the market sort of has declined, they're not—they're uh, just sitting on a lot of inventory right now and hoping that that uh, they'll be able to pull through. You know, in recent years, the Keynesians uh, kind of equated inflation with rising prices, but that's not necessarily how it works. Uh, monetary inflation creates price inflation most of the time, and 
And basically, you can have prices going up in some areas and going down in others while you still have inflation. Yeah, let's hold off on that because I want to, if we get the chance to get to that inflation article, we can talk about that in mm-hmm. detail, and I think it'll do a good job. Great. Let's get back to uh, number eight here, or uh, sorry, number six. It is being reported that PNC Financial Services Group has suspended the sale of foreclosed homes for the next 30 days. This is the fourth major lender to to take dramatic action recently, with nearly all U.S. mortgage lenders eventually, will nearly all U.S. mortgage lenders eventually be caught up in this crisis before it's over. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is all of the CDOs and all of the nonsense and corruption that went on in the mortgage industry, in the housing bubble. They, They took these mortgages, would sell them off to investors. The investors would group them into packages. They would get these uh, AAA ratings from the the credit agencies, which were completely uh, erroneous, based on nothing. I mean, it was just outright fraud. In some cases, I think it was Goldman Sachs who was saying, oh, no, no, internally in emails, these are junk. Let's sell them to our customers and tell them to invest in them. Meanwhile, they're going to get bailed out. They knew, you know, this was all part of their grand plan to sort of just seize the wealth of the American people. Well, some of the the shenanigans now with the paperwork on these mortgages is all coming out, and they've been hiding it now for about two years. Mm -hmm. And they've been propping up their their, uh, balance sheets with with government money. But in the background, you still had all of these worthless assets with questionable title, as it turns out, which is huge. It is. And number seven, uh, Bank of America announced on Friday that it is now going to suspend sales of foreclosed homes in all 50 states as it continues to evade international or evaluate international foreclosure procedures. The foreclosure crisis threatens to uh, decimate the entire U.S. real estate industry, which is uh, which, what has happened is that millions of U.S. mortgages were sold and resold around the globe at lightning speed, and the chain of ownership for many of these mortgages became muddied. In addition, it is starting to emerge that many of the lenders use fraudulent loan documents during foreclosure proceedings and company officials often used robo-signers to sign important foreclosure documents. They also, in some cases, hired firms to actually doctor up or create documents that weren't there, as it turns out, which is really fraudulent. Wow. Uh, who does that? I mean, how do you not know that what you're doing is is not wrong, is 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 right? I mean, how can they justify that when you're sitting there making up documents? Oh, well, we didn't have this one. Well, let's just print it up and... <laughs> make Fake it look it. like it was there? Yeah. How do people not know that's fraud? Getting back to the story. So now mortgage lenders, title insurers, and those buying and selling foreclosed homes will be facing years of gridlock and chaos as foreclosure-related lawsuits multiply exponentially. All of this is going to have a dramatic effect on the U.S. real estate market. In fact, it is being reported that U.S. home sales are already starting to be affected by this crisis. Number eight. The U.S. national debt just keeps growing. If you took the national debt and divided it up among all Americans, each American, including children, would owe approximately $42,000. So They wouldn't owe anything. There's no obligation there. But what is the national debt? The national debt is all the money that the Fed has created uh, and lent to our government in our name with, with interest. Absolutely, it is. So for an average family of four, the share their share of the national debt would be $168,000. And I agree with Sean. This is not the share. This is not anybody's share. I didn't spend this money. That's right. 
I didn't fact, get lot, any of this money. A lot of the money they're spending is against the wishes of a vast majority of the American people, even if you believe in democracy. Look at the bailouts. I mean, they had a thousand to one in some cases calls against the bailout, and yet they still passed it. They yeah. still pushed it through. And now this is larceny on yeah, a grand scale. Now they're setting it up to do it again. And and they're but they've they've renamed it because they learned bailouts are bad. So now we have Wayne QE two. Doesn't that sound easing. lovely? And and it's the same thing. They're going to print money. They're going to give it to the big too big to fails because you're too small to save. And you know they're also going to see the law of diminishing returns because you cannot keep printing money and and putting it out there to stimulate the economy. It has a lesser and lesser impact and a greater and greater cost, and mm-hmm. it ends in hyperinflation, most likely. So we'll uh, finish up with number 10 here and possibly get into inflation. We can take your calls at 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live, the live Thursday edition of the show. Joining you tonight, it's Sam. And Wayne. And Sean. And if you like the show, you can go to our wiki. There are thousands of pages there where the users have created it all. My favorite part is all of the great quotes from Ian and Mark. (laughs) They say some pretty uh, funny things in context or out of context. It really doesn't matter. Check that out at wiki.freetalklive.com. Okay, so let's. Uh, we've been sort of going through these uh, ten things you should know about the latest economic numbers, and we were covering sort of the foreclosure market, and and that was brought up on the show earlier. There are uh, banks that are for. It's just it's a complete and total mess. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows who owns the the loans. Nobody can find the original paperwork in many cases. Uh, you've got multiple banks showing up to foreclose on the same house. There are cases where people who have paid cash for their house are having their homes uh, foreclosed on when there's no loan to begin with. And it, it's just such madness. And in a lot of cases, the courts are just rubber stamping it through, which shows you that they're a complete and total failure as well. And, and you know, title is one of the fundamental tenets of, of, of a really uh, well-run capitalist system where you can prove you own something and it's therefore yours. It's, 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 a, it's a cornerstone of property rights. And the fact that it's getting all messed up now is very scary, and, and, and it just shows how far we've, uh, this country's deteriorated. Well, and I think it's a symptom, once again, of government taking control over something, granting themselves a monopoly on it, because where do you go to register your title? The county tax office. You, mm-hmm. you don't have any choice. I mean, you have to register with them. Otherwise, it's not a real title. So, you know, they've granted themselves this monopoly. They, we all are taught in school that monopolies aren't accountable, that they are inefficient, that they do things slowly. They're and abusive. Abusive and mm-hmm. unresponsive to uh, customer demand. And that's why we need government to break up these horrible, evil monopolies. So we've got to have a one single monopoly government that's going to take care of us. <laughs> and break up and, and keep all the other bad monopolies. We've got good monopoly up here, you know. We're, yeah, we're yeah. the good guys. You can trust us. It's Godzilla. Right. So and oh, oh, and by the way, 
The thing that I fear the most, though, is because of this big mess, they may pass, try to pass legislation which will pretty much try to smooth it all over for these big banks, which should not happen. What do you mean by smooth it all over? What would they do? Just sort of grant them some kind of indemnity or where they're... Yeah. I mean, it, it uh, could get real messy. It could get really messy. And that's going to... This is like with the GM bailout, when, when all the bondholders got, hold, got left holding the bag, when they're the ones who, who are supposed to get paid first. Yeah. And you know, they, they actually changed... It was went against all precedent that those guys did not get paid. And instead, Yeah, 150 years of, of, of uh, legal precedent down the drain with that GM bailout. And nice. don't don't be surprised if they try to pull something here. All right. So uh, we had actually just covered number eight and talking about the, the federal government's national debt, which is over, uh, what is it, over $14 trillion at this point. So uh, let's see. Oh, actually, we've got, I think, some numbers on that. The uh, number nine, the interest payments on the U.S. national debt increased 13% in the in the fiscal year that ended September 30th. If interest payments continue to increase rapid, that rapidly each year, they will bankrupt the U.S. government very quickly. Well, the U.S. government is already bankrupt. It just hasn't filed yet. Right. It's insolvent. It's bankrupt. And they owe a lot of money to the Fed. Now, I saw a news, uh, a news story. I think it was about Greece or one of the other countries out there that is bankrupt. And they were paying as much as 40% um, interest interest payments of everything that they collected. So mm. 40% was just going to pay for the debt, that the money that they've already spent and don't have anymore. And, and look at what's happening. They're selling off the, the hundreds of islands for millions of dollars, which will go to the wealthy. I mean, this is how the sort of consolidation and the economic collapse that these bankers have created uh, plays itself out. They end up with all of your property, and you end up with worthless pieces of paper. Yep. They, they, they buy up stuff for pennies on the dollar. So, uh, number 10, it appears some, that some weird games are being played with the national debt numbers. Back on September 29th, the U.S. national debt was $13.466 trillion. The next day, on September 30th, the U.S. national debt soared to $13.561 trillion. Then on October... They spent 100... What was that, $100 billion in 24 hours? Hold on. Then on October 1st, the beginning of the new fiscal year for the federal government, the U.S. national jet debt jumped to $13.6 trillion. So how in the world does the U.S. national jet, <laughs> jet debt... It is a jet. <laughs> take it off with your money. <laughs> how does the uh, U.S. national debt jump by a whopping $144 billion in just two days. Somebody has some explaining to do for this kind of accounting. Well, that's that's using government accounting. If they were to use generally accepted accounting practices, I think the debt is something like uh, another, at least twice as much, maybe even more. Yeah, you're bringing much up more. A, a good point. This is really like the equivalent of the minimum credit card payment that comes due every month. Mm -hmm. This is this $13 trillion, $14 trillion number, which is, it's gotta be by now if it's growing this fast. Um, this is what is due every month. It doesn't count all of the liabilities, all of the promises, all of the social security obligations and uh, guarantees that the government has gone out and made on the behalf of taxpayers. But I think it was last month, Sam, on our Sunday show, we had brought up a story by uh, an economist from Boston University named Lawrence Kotlikoff, who had claimed when he figured out all of the debts, 
it was up to about $202 trillion. And, of course, it's yeah. even more than that now because <laughs> a month has gone by. But that's what we're looking at here. It's, it's, it's unpayable. So that would represent the $202 trillion would be more a realistic uh, estimate of the principle of, of what you totally owe on the credit card payment. Both short-term and long-term. Yes, whereas the $13, $14 trillion number is what's due every month. Because a lot, a lot of the government debt now is, is in, in short-term bonds, not 30-year bonds like it used to be. That is true. So okay. they have to keep rolling it over, and it's getting harder and harder for them to roll it over. So last year, the Fed bought a majority of, of the treasuries were monetized by the Fed. Let me uh, finish up the story here. The United States was once the wealthiest nation by far on the entire planet. But now we are in such rapid decline that it is hard for most Americans to even comprehend it. We are like the uh, one couple that almost every neighborhood seems to have that has two shiny new cars in their driveway that dresses in designer clothes and seems to have plenty of money to take vacations and yet is in debt up to their eyeballs. The truth is that the United States keeps getting poorer every single month. The term trade deficit is not very sexy, but it is critically important to understand if you want to comprehend what is happening to the U.S. economy. Every month, tens of billions of dollars more wealth goes out of the United States than it comes in. We are continually getting poorer. To cover up our declining national wealth, we have gone into staggering amounts of debt. We have uh, maintained our lavish standard of living by piling up staggering amounts of debt on the national, corporate, and consumer levels. The sad reality is that the U.S. government is not the wealthiest government in the world any longer. Rather, it's the government that is the most in debt. The U.S. national debt is the biggest debt that the world has ever seen, and it grows larger every single day. We, can, we can't keep up this charade forever. At some point, it's going to stop. When this house of cards comes tumbling down, do you think that the American people are going to be pleased to learn that our leaders have squandered our once great wealth and have destroyed the greatest economic machine that the world has ever known? Well, what did you expect them to do? <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't call these people my leaders. I mean, that's that's sort of the propaganda that speaks and that they want you to believe that it's your government, that you are a part of it, and that you are somehow responsible for this debt. It's, it's, yeah, and it's pathetic because that, that's what happens is if you look at the language that people use, the we, we owe this, we're at war in, in Iraq and Pakistan and Afghanistan. No, we're not in debt. We're not at war. Our government is. It's, it's very true. And, you know, where is it all going to stop? I mean, they're, they're now coming out and saying, Bernanke is, is coming out and saying that, well, inflation is the answer to all this. And what that means is they're going to steal the value from the dollars that are already out there and use that to pay more of their debts by scorched creating earth. more debt. It's a scorched earth policy. It just it makes no sense. It's complete madness. It's going to end not very well. So uh, you can call in, bring up anything, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can call in, bring up anything by dialing the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. And if you like the show and you want to see more of the features at, available at freetalklive.com, you can check out shrine.freetalklive.com. 
It's a shrine of our female listeners. It's not a beauty contest, but just to show the the radio industry that there are female listeners because talk radio is typically dominated by dudes, a bunch of guys like we got here tonight. (laughs) And we also put ladies uh, first to the front of the line when they call, so they get to uh, skip past all those guys. So anyway, check that out at shrine.freetalklive.com. And coming up, we're going to jump into a story out of Tampa FBI concerns grow over citizen extremists. But first, have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win and for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what should be done. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it is so easy an average eighth grader can go through the complete four CD course in a single weekend. Get it at jurisdictionary.com. Okay, from uh, My Fox, Tampa Bay, FBI concerns grow over, quote, citizen extremists, end quote. Uh, Tampa, their numbers are growing in Florida, and law enforcement is cracking down against extremists. Over the summer, authorities arrested. Uh, Josiah Formoff of Hudson, according to the criminal complaint, Formoff 30 threatened to, quote, bear arms against, quote, two deputies with the Pasco County Sheriff's Office who were trying to serve a warrant. Formoff posted a video of the incident on the Internet he called Sheriff Trespass, which is part of the criminal case brought against him. On the video, Formoff is heard saying, you have not produced or you have produced no warrant. We are in fear of our lives at this moment. Sounds like a pretty reasonable thing to say when men with guns show up at your house. But, you know, when they're magically, when they work for the government, you're not supposed to be scared, Wayne. You're just supposed to comply and do whatever they want. And, you know, if they want to force their way into your house, well, then you're just supposed to open the door and and let them right in. Yeah, and then they'll shoot your dog and uh, drag you off somewhere. Well, that's not all of that's them. only on drug raids. Not all of them. We, we must be fair here, though. But there, there are some abuses, and, we sh- and people should know about them. So according to the affidavit, he told enforcement they had no right to be there at the home where he lives and his, uh, with his mother. And he yelled, sir, if you come back, we may bear arms against you. Now, I can't say that I really support sort of threatening violence or implying that you might uh, I agree. get violent because what happens is the the state knows how to deal with with violent people. I mean they know how to handle that. They're used to it. They are the the monopoly on force and that's what they like because they can deal with that. They don't know how to handle peaceful people who simply videotape them, broadcast to uh to the internet in real time. And that sort of gives them more of a stumbling block than threatening violence. They hear they'll just come back with more force. They'll go get more of their, their buddies and, and come back. But it's it's a very, I think, frustrating uh, place for a lot of people to be simply because they it's so overwhelming when you're dealing with the state and, and there is they, they, they back people into a corner. Yeah, there's absolutely no way you're going to effectively resist the state with violence but I've got to agree with the video cameras as a good option and just getting the word out however you possibly can and being peaceful about it. You're not you're not going to accomplish anything against the state. Sure. OK, it's moral. They're a violent criminal gang, but they're a very, very powerful violent criminal gang. All you're going to do is get yourself killed. 
And they basically, what you want to do in being peaceful is is force the tyrants to show themselves up as such. Right. The FBI is not commenting since the criminal case against him is still open, but threats and actions spelled out in his arrest affidavit certainly fit the criteria the FBI uses to define sovereign citizen extremists. Now, I imagine this goes back to the MIAC report, which Homeland Security put together and released to uh, law enforcement that was leaked to the press that labeled people who were so-called constitutionalists, gun owners, veterans, um, people who who support Ron Paul or uh, who are some of the other ones? Oh, Dennis even, even Bob Barr, Bob which Barr. is kind of a joke, but um, they had Bob Barr's name in there. They I don't think did they have Kucinich. I don't know if they had Kucinich. Maybe in there. not. Maybe not. He's I, too oh, socialist. they had they had uh, Chuck Baldwin was that's, one of the, that's who I was thinking of. So uh, let's see. McPherson is a supervisor. Or uh, sorry, let me back up. We are seeing a growth in the movement. Special Agent uh, Michael McPherson told investigative reporter Doug Smith. We are concerned with the sovereign citizen extremist. Mm. You know what? Maybe we should give send him some Oath Keepers literature. <laughs> yeah, that'll go over well. I, I yes. You know, I think they're going to continue to see a growth in this, and it's a direct reflection of the corruption and the just the out-of-control federal government. For every action comes an equal and opposite reaction. And what they're doing instead of fixing their own problems, instead of stopping the corruption within government, because, you know, that's what's creating it, they're, People are they're sick instead of it. going to go out and start targeting the people who are finally standing up and, and speaking out and saying no more, you know? Um, okay, let's, uh, let's jump into a phone call here. We may come back to this story. We have uh, Craig in Florida. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live. Craig, Craig going once. Hello? Yes, hey Craig, what's on your mind? Well, I want to say it's, it's, this cannot be an accident because I was listening to Jack McClam. I switched over to you guys, and bam, I decided to call you, and... Um, and because you're talking about the foreclosures and stuff. But let me tell you, um, let me give you a little bit of background about myself. I'm actually, for the past five years, I've been standing out in front of the um, courthouse in Tampa downtown. And you, you can call it preaching or whatever, but, you know, I, me and, and if I start off with me and then some black guys came in and then some of the leaders in the black community started coming out, because what we have is a system where, like you were talking about um, rights to bear arms, the reason in the Constitution... In the Second Amendment, that right wasn't a, that wasn't given to us to protect us from our neighbor, but that was to protect us from the government. Right. The, the, the political fathers had just finished fighting against the most well-armed, well-equipped military force the world had ever seen, the, the Great British Empire. And they certainly didn't think that, well, this, this would just be for hunting and that sort of thing. No, they knew that... It, you know, government is is fire. It's it's a fearful servant and a dangerous master, according to Thomas Jefferson and uh, George Washington. Or Sam. George Washington, thank you. And you need to be vigilant against that threat. Exactly. And so, what it is is five years ago. I don't know. If I've talked. To you, I've been on your program several times. It had to do with my daughter accidentally getting bit. The CPI Child Protection Investigator in Pinellas County for the Sheriff's Department filed ninety six false reports on families and children to get people caught into the system to get this federal grant money that they get for destroying families. Wow. And my family happened to be one of those, and they've taken our kids and terminated our rights and gives our kids back. So I have been persistent in the past six years. As a matter of fact, I'm running right now for county commissioner against Calvin Harris that I sit on the juvenile justice board for this circuit, for this sixth circuit in Pinellas County. And um, DCF and the juvenile court system, everything in that court system 
is done undercover. I mean, the parent, no one has access to the court record to find out why they have the kids. Anyone that's underage, no one has access to that record. And so what happens is as I work with that and I see the people in it and I see their, their goal is to get this federal grant money and they're snatching people's kids and the abuse that the children are going through. And, I mean, when we live in a county where our prosecutor, Bernie McCabe, has got allegations of child molestation, the city councilman in St. Petersburg where Tampa Bay just lost, you know, I was going to tell them as the last county commission meeting was yesterday. Um, well, let me think. It, it was Tuesday. So it was Tuesday. And I should have told them, listen, this, the, the Tampa Bay is not going to win. This, this, this county is under a curse. If you allow them to go out and kidnap people's kids and use them for sex and money, and you think this county is going to be blessed, because they, they, they lost this. I mean, you know, it's been a big, it's, it's like, um, you know, to them it's a big letdown because they, they, all, think, they all thought they were going to win, the, you know, the, the, um, this, um, this championship for the baseball league. But, so either way, it's just, it comes down to the point that for five years now I've been going out in front of, I, every Wednesday because I go to Bible study at 6 o'clock Wednesday, then I hit the courthouse right at 7.30. And, what um, is it you guys there. are handing out? I'm sorry? What is it you guys are handing out or doing? Well, what it is, I have a website called RescueMyKids.com, and it shows the website of all the parents testifying mm. what, what Department of Children and Family, we call them DCF, but it's actually what it means is destroying children and families. Yeah. And what happens is when you see the governor and how much money they make, Charlie Chris and all these, I mean, he lives on the same floor, the judge in the juvenile court lives on 22nd floor, Bayfront Towers, downtown St. Pete. And you see all these people involved in this abduction of children and these children being molested. City Councilman John Bryant, for 10 years, you can Google St. Pete Times and read this article. He was getting children from the sheriff in Pinellas County, Jim Coates. Yep, it's, it's awful. Started. You know, there are all these stories, and I thank you for the call, Craig. There are a lot of stories. The families are just being ripped apart by CPS. No one's held to account, and they never run out. They're, they're doing this across the country, and it's a plague. We'll... Uh, We'll come back. We'll get into some corrupt cop stories. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, the show where you can call in and bring up anything that's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We are launching into hour number three of the show. Joining you tonight, it's Sam. And Wayne. And Sean. And if you like Free Talk Live and you want to learn more about the show, perhaps you're out and you have one of those fancy smartphones, you can go to m.freetalklive.com and you can listen to the show on your uh, mobile device. And there are also listen lines where you can call in if you're away from a radio station that's carrying the show. Uh, you can dial uh, 760-569-7753 for the Liberty Radio Network. And you can also find out more about that at listen.freetalklive.com. Okay, so we uh, we took a call and, and went off sort of on the, the uh, CPS discussion again. And then we've mm. been kind of bouncing around here tonight, but that's okay. This is Free Talk Live where you can bring up anything. And we were in the last hour reading this story out of Tampa Bay. 
where the FBI uh, is concerned over citizen extremists. And I went back and glanced through some more of the story here. And I think it's worth sort of mentioning because the FBI is coming out and saying, well, it's just, Wayne, it's it's getting dangerous out there. They're, these these citizens are, are telling us that they we can't come and serve war. We can't kick in their doors and that uh, they don't have to obey us anymore. I know it's getting it's getting crazy, Sam. And they're they're meanwhile completely oblivious to the corruption, to the the things that are going on within the government as it grows bigger, as we have this secret uh, top secret group of corporations of what is it a hundred thousand people that have access to this top secret black market thing that the government has created. It's it's become so big they don't even know you know what the left hand doesn't know what the right is doing anymore. And so he, it goes on in this story. I wanted to jump back into this. And uh, we were talk- they're talking to McPherson, a supervisor for the FBI's Domestic Terrorism Task Force, who is based in Tampa and responsible for 18 counties in Florida. He told Smith the agency uses a three-pronged test to define a sovereign citizen extremist. like the way they're using these words in there. The threat of force or violence, a violation of federal law, and a political social agenda. That's when we get involved. So those are their criteria for determining if you all the above. They have to check all the boxes. Citizen, I well, it says uh, and so I would assume yes, but I doubt that. I, I I don't know. I don't know. You know, like up here in New Hampshire, the the violence people are not up here advocating violence. We advocate peace. We advocate non-cooperation, peaceful civil disobedience, mm-hmm. and doing, you know, performing outreach, getting involved in the system for the people that want to do that. So, you know, I guess they would leave us alone. We'll see if that turns out to be true well, as that's time the, goes on. Yeah, that's the way to go because you're not provoking anybody and you're just trying to get your message across without violence. Yeah, so we went to Hudson to visit the property where Fornoff was arrested, careful not to trespass. We were met out front by uh, Nathan Fornoff, who uh, defended his brother's actions. Quote, we were expecting them to come in here and murder us, Nathan told Fox 13. We've been having them come up and threaten our, us on our uh, grandfather's property. Next thing we know, we get an F, a visit from the FBI dragging him off saying, you don't have a right to defend yourselves. Well, you have a right to defend yourselves, but not, not against the government. No. <laughs> Uh, Agent McPherson is concerned about threats against law enforcement. Uh, the anti-government rhetoric can quickly turn into action, he said. That's why the F- that's what the FBI says happened in the case of 45-year-old Jerry Kane and his 16-year-old son when they were pulled over on May 20th during a traffic stop in West Memphis, Arkansas, uh, on their way back to Clearwater, Florida. He tried to present his paperwork to a police officer, Agent McPherson told Doug Smith. I'm a sovereign citizen. You have no authority over me. Eight pages of legal jargon and legal speak, which isn't legal, according to the FBI. So so if you hand them eight pages of legal jargon and legal speak, it's not legal. But if they hand you eight pages of jargon and legal speak, well, you have to comply with every word of it. Interesting. It contradicts itself. And apparently McPherson is a lawyer able to make these determinations all on his own, I guess. You know, <laughs> it's just and it's all it's so rigged. It's such a rigged system. And this is why people end up getting frustrated, feeling like there's no hope. And, and now and, they're out of work. Yeah, now they're out of work, and, you know, Ron Paul, we played on the Sunday show, 
pretty dire warnings about civil unrest. And as these numbers climb, as things, the situation gets worse and these people start losing their homes, have nowhere to go, what, what are they going to do? Oh, well, I've heard it said that the best way to prevent a revolution is to make sure that everybody is economically well off because people don't, rich people don't hold revolutions. It tends to cause you to lose the silverware. Or even middle class. If you have a strong middle class, then people are peaceful and they, and they go about their business. But the middle class is being destroyed. Yeah. Uh, aren't, these, aren't these so-called FBI people uh, paying attention? Aren't they seeing what's happening? You know, they, they believe that what they're doing is right, that they are keeping America safe, and that, you know, the government must remain in charge in order for America to be safe, and they just are not willing to to look at the corruption, to look at what's going on, to look at the injustices that they're out there perpetrating. And, well, that's and, not their job, and that they're just doing their jobs. Well, well, you know what? I, I've known some people in the FBI over, over the years. I've got friends who have gone in and everything, and, and there's some good people in the FBI. Me too, yeah. And absolutely. there's some bad people. And But the problem is they're, they're getting most of their information from their peers, and so they're not, they're not hearing the other side. Yeah, they're in sort of an echo chamber. Yes. The FBI says Jerry Kane argued with police, then his son pulled out an AK-47 and opened fire. One officer was shot 11 times, and the other was hit with 14 bullets. Uh, authorities trapped and rammed their van in a Walmart parking lot, and both father and son died in a shootout with police. There's a small subset who are willing to kill over those theories, and we've seen that again and again with these groups, says uh, Mark, pa- Mark Pollock, director of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah, oh yeah, that, those group. <laughs> now, why don't they just leave these people alone? How about that? <laughs> the nonprofit civil rights groups tracks the movement and sees a big increase. Pollock says there is no central leadership, but rather an anti-government ideology that sovereign citizens believe they don't have to pay taxes. Then there, they're oh, just trying to invoke the slave-on-slave yeah. mentality of, well, if you mm-hmm. have to jump through all master's hoops, then everybody else should too, and these people are trying to cheat the system. Uh, that they don't have to pay taxes, carry a driver's license, or register a car. In fact, they decide what laws to obey and ignore. Mm-hmm. They do not believe the government has authority over them at all, Pollux added. Well, tell me. They're stirring up slave on slave. That's exactly what they're doing. Where does the government's authority come from? Outside of violence and using force against people, where does that authority come from? I ask you. According to their documents, it comes from the consent of the governed. If these people don't consent, then the government has no authority over them. Yeah, well, that in practice, that, that doesn't actually work out. They don't seem to really care. So there's a Facebook group here, and, and we talked about how, well, it's the government that is creating this response by all of its actions. And I know Ian reads from StopTheDrugWar.org, a great list of police corruption stories and so forth. There's this list posted. This is just for one week, and it's several pages long. It's a headline with a link to the story, Head, a one-page one summary with a link to the story. And I'm just going to read some of them from the top. Rochelle, Georgia, police officer caught molesting underage girl. Phoenix, Arizona, cop tases, maces, and murders Latino man. Los Angeles, California, cop murders an unmarked black student. Portland, Oregon, police captain involved in uh, neo-Nazi activities that city covered up for years. Garden Grove, California, police officer charged for anally raping two women. Davidson County, Tennessee, deputy falsely arrests homeless man after murdering his dog. Newtonsville, Ohio, police chief pleads guilty to sexual battery of a 15-year-old girl. I, I mean, I'm, I'm only... I'm wow. Not, I'm not even a quarter of the way through this thing. It's, it's probably five pages long, and we could click on... If, 
if you guys want to, you know, shout out and we'll click on the link and read this story. It, this is this is just one week. Wow. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm floored. I mean, I am floored. But, you know, we hear all that, too. And we we have to remember that there are there are police officers and people in in, in so-called authority who don't do these things, too. Yes. Ninety nine percent of cops give the rest a bad name. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, that's that's a little much, but but I, I always like to acknowledge the ones that are trying to do the right thing too. Yeah, well, and they're they're under the system where this kind of behavior is protected and shielded. They have the thin blue line; they can close the ranks and get away with murder in many cases. Yeah. So, all right, we'll uh, we'll come back and talk about inflation. Return to some of the economic issues when we return. You can call in, bring up anything. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live, the live Thursday edition of the show where you can call in and bring up anything that's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. The SACL CAI toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. And if you like Free Talk Live and you want to uh, get more of the show, there are archives going back for, uh, gosh, I think three years, if not more, at uh, archive.freetalklive.com. You can also go to the front page of the website and right at the top, click and download the latest show, uh, archives.freetalklive.com. Jim Frechette is a big supporter of Free Talk Live. Jim owns Quality Rental in Rhode Island. If you're having an event, whether it is a party, wedding, barbecue, or church gathering, Quality can serve your needs if you are in southern New England. Check out their website at qualityrental.com. Okay, so we've uh, we, in the last segment we covered some sort of cop corruption stories. I just wanted to add on that if people want to look at this, I don't. I'm not sure who puts this together, but it's called Cop Crimes Weekly Roundup. Uh, there is a Facebook group, I believe it's called Cop Crimes, where you can go and uh, find this list. If you just plug into uh, uh, Google or your search engine, Cop Crimes Weekly Roundup, the, the list will come up. And they do this every week. And we read, what, maybe the first 10 out of about 50 or 60. I showed you guys how far it scrolled down. And it just goes on and on and on. And there's, you know, um, uh, drug-related things. There are child pornography-related things. There are abuse. There's uh, police officers beating people up, beating women up. I mean, it just goes on and on. And it's so horrible. It's it's gotten so far out of control. That's why the government is seeing the kind of negative and angry response because you've you've given this group this monopoly, and and then shield them from their actions and let them basically get away with murder in in a lot of instances. And so it's horrible. If you want to check that out, I'm sure you can find it on Facebook or elsewhere on the internet. So let's go back now and jump into inflation. It's something that we touched on when we were covering some of the economic issues. And I found a piece by uh, Howard Ruff in the Commentator's Corner on Kitco 
which is one of the precious metals, uh, is where I go to get quotes and things for current gold and silver prices, that sort of thing. And he's written an interesting, it's a pretty short little piece here titled Inflation with a question mark. Uh, one thing that puzzles many people is the fact that all the conditions for inflation seem to be there. They are printing lots of dollars, but inflation doesn't seem to be taking off, though gold and silver are acting as though it is. But gold and silver are right. Inflation is taking off. So, And what he's pointing out here is over the last several weeks, uh, gold is, a, is at an all-time high. It's been breaking records almost daily, at least every week. Uh, today it closed up, uh, I think, uh, 1380. And by the way, gold.freetalklive.com is another website you can go to uh, get some gold from one of the sponsors of the show and the, the, the host network, GCN. Uh, but it, it's been just going through the roof. The analysts have been calling it a bubble when it was back at a, at 1100 And here we are almost ready to break 1400 And nobody knows. It's showing no signs of slowing down. We've uh, we've covered in detail, uh, Wayne, some of the news behind the scenes and some of the speculation and things that are happening. Um, there's been a lot of price fixing uh, to artificially suppress gold prices, and some of that stopped. Uh, uh, Chase and uh, Goldman Sachs have shut down their gold and silver manipulation desks where they use shorts and, and options and things to artificially suppress these prices. Well, when you see the really wealthy insiders starting to buy gold by the ton, yeah. you know it's time if you have money to buy because if what do they know? A lot of these people have inside information. So, you know, gold is going up, but yet when we go to the grocery store, I haven't seen the same kind of rapid increases like that. It's and in the pipeline. It is. And I think this article does a good job of sort of explaining it. So first, let me define inflation. To the economist, inflation is not rising prices any more than wet sidewalks or rainstorms. Inflation is an increase in the money in the supply of money relative to the number of goods and services available. Yeah, absolutely. It should be readily called. It should be readily. It should really be called. Thank you. Yeah. It should really be called Thank you. dilution because it dilutes the value of the existing dollars, mm-hmm. and that's what happens when. The government prints money. They're not. They're they're creating money without creating any accompanying value. So what happens is that value is just stolen from all the existing dollars that are already out there in circulation, making them worth less. And up until now, a lot of the funny money they were creating in the trillions was going to the banks to shore up their balance sheets, but the banks weren't loaning it. So you had the inflation of the money supply, but you didn't have the velocity. But now the velocity seems to be picking up a bit because people are starting to, you're going to see people start to buy things because they're cheaper now than they're going to be in a month or two. In fact, a more proper term would be monetary inflation. Monetary inflation is currently raging as the Federal Reserve is printing more and more money and gold and silver are responding. Price inflation is another matter indeed. Price inflation is the end result and trails monetary inflation. Monetary inflation is now rampant. Gold and silver are being smarter than you and me are reflecting that by the increase in price Mm -hmm. and the big rallies that we are seeing now. So inflation is here. And by the way, over the summer, the summer typically is the slow season for, for metals trading. So it's usually the time when the prices are the softest. Right. And they didn't go soft this summer, which was a big indicator. A lot of people knew that by seeing that, you know, the, the price was steadily rising even through the summer. Yeah. And one of the other indications, it's, it's typically an inverse relationship between the ranking of the dollar, the dollar index, and gold. So that when the dollar gets stronger, gold prices go down. 
Well, today I believe the dollar went down or uh, the dollar went up and gold went up as well. So those have kind of started to break that relationship that they've always held. Well, Kitco actually breaks it down now where they show you the price rise or fall in gold that day by two factors. One is the dollar going up or down. The other is predominant buying or selling. So some days you could have the dollar going up, but, but then there was also a lot of buying going on, which increased the demand, which drove the price up. So interesting. Th- those are the two main factors for it. Okay, so let's get back to the story. Uh, price inflation is another matter indeed. Um, or actually, sorry. Uh, but what about price inflation? Price inflation has also already started. Look at the increase in commodity prices. How much longer do you think it will be before these higher wholesale costs filter down to the retail level? And this is really why I I dug up this article. The first time I read this, I was shocked. I mean, I know that food is getting more expensive when you go to the grocery store, but this really, I heard this for the first time and I thought, this is unbelievable. So get this. For example, agricultural raw materials are up 24%. The mineral index is up 25%. The metals price index is up 26%. Is that for the year? for the quarter it doesn't say i'm guessing this is uh year over year uh figures got it so coffee is up 45 percent barley is up 32 percent oranges 35 percent beef 23 percent pork 68 percent salmon 30 percent sugar 24 percent wool is up 30 percent cotton is up 40 percent palm oil is up 26 percent hides 25 percent rubber 62 percent and iron ore 103%. No inflation, huh? These are prices at the wholesale level. So these are this is what the companies who are making goods and services who then have to add on their profit and and loss and so forth into the mix are going to pass on to you. So it's on its way, folks. We'll uh, finish this story when we come back and uh, wrap out some inflation. You can call in, bring up anything that's on your mind 1-800-259-9231. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Thursday edition of the show. Joining you from the LRN studios in Keene, New Hampshire tonight, it's Sam. And Sean. And Wayne. <laughs> and this is the green crew, if you couldn't tell. The Wayne, or, uh, Ian and Mark are off in uh, Radioland Convention in L.A., and they will be back on Monday, I believe. So... Let's uh we were jumping into the story on inflation and before the break I had just gone through just a laundry list of all of these goods and services that are going up but really that's not what's happening if that's people's understanding then you're not seeing the big picture it's not that that you know everything from oranges to beef to iron ore and rubber are getting more expensive it's that the underlying value of the dollar is eroding away and, and now we import so many raw materials from foreign countries that their currencies are strengthening against the dollar, which is making these things more expensive. 
Right. And that's where, you know, we have this race to the bottom going going on right now where ev- all the different countries are working to devalue their currency in concert. Yes. Yeah, so in they order to be able to export more exports. Yeah. To make their their currency look stronger against some of the other uh, actually weaker. They want to make it weaker so that they, could, that they can come their in goods and buy cheaper. more. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so let's uh, wrap this up as price increase increases continue up the chain of production is there any chance that they will not cause price inflation do you think that there is any chance at all that producers and retailers will not pass these costs on to consumers let's face facts the these cost increases will filter all the way through the system soon your paycheck will not stretch nearly as far monetary inflation is here price inflation is coming commodity price inflation is also here these are the reasons that gold and silver are soaring at the moment. As the price of gold keeps setting new highs, silver has experienced extraordinary uh, gains recently. The U.S. Mint has raised their absolute price above uh, spot on American silver eagles from $1.50 to $2. Will Rogers, my favorite economist, said it best, and I'll say it again, invest in inflation. It's the only thing that's going up. And that's by Howard Ruff from the Ruff Times. So... You know, not a, uh, again, not good news for the average American, the the people, the the masses out there that are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, if this is, if this continues, what's going to happen to the price of gasoline? And this is the government's answer. This is what they're coming out and saying, well, we're, we just need to inflate our way out of this problem. Well, there's been a lot of uh, argument between the so-called inflationists who believe that inflation is coming and the deflationists who believe deflation is coming immediately. And when you look at all of this, I, I mean, I've been in the inflation camp uh, pretty much uh, the whole time because I, I realized that even despite all this bad debt, despite all the derivatives worldwide, the trillions of derivatives, uh, the central banks can create an unlimited amount of money to, to keep uh, the inflation above the forces of deflation right. in the long run. And they will. Because... And they will. Because of all the debt. Mm-hmm. I mean, the debtors like inflation. Savers hate it. Yep. All right, so I think we've sort of rounded that topic out, and hopefully you guys have have found it interesting. I mean, what you can do to this, clearly, if they're, I I think long-term food storage is something that's good for people to have, because if this continues, and all indications are that it's it's happening now, it's going to get worse, and the, the government is planning more of the same, you know, it's going to be tough for, uh, for people to make it, so... Do what you can to prepare, you know, uh, tough times are coming. And speaking of that, there is uh, some new news out of the White House regarded, regarding uh, health care, Wayne. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, right through the back door when everybody was focused on the Gulf oil spill, Barack Obama gave his signature to legislation permitting the U.S. government to outlaw supplements and alternative health treatments. Now, where's this story from? This is from theexaminer.com. Okay. That means that the supplements you take and therapies you use to keep your body healthy can now be made illegal by the Centers for Disease Control and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Obama quietly gave his permission for Codex Alimentarius, the United Nations worldwide plan for food standards, so-called food standards, to take effect in the United States via executive order number 13544 on June 10, 2010. The president's decision creates the National Prevention Health Promotion and Public Health Council, a group of so-called experts that carry out whatever activities the president deems appropriate. Uh, 
According to an article at Rents.com, after five years of fighting this bill in Congress and in the House, Obama has decided to try to kill the supplement and alternative health industry. All alternative health remedies can be deemed unscientific and not provable by the FDA, which can lead them to be banned. Now, this has been a long, ongoing struggle, I know, because mm-hmm. basically the some of the natural remedies when it's just a, a plant that grows wild in nature, I know there are some medications that are based off of just the, the, the plant and, and use, somehow using the, the, mat, the plant matter or whatever it is. Uh, and that's that's something that anybody can go out and collect and bottle and so forth. And it's also something that currently you can't really patent. So what the drug companies have done is gone in and created these artificial versions of the, the mm-hmm. same exact natural remedy. And then they've patented it and they can control it and they can profit from it and charge, charge people much higher prices. And it's also not as safe because a plant has, has amino acids and fats and different things. And so the body sees it as a food. It's a plant. When you have a synthetic chemical that no human being has ever seen before, it's a new drug that comes out. There are massive side effects. A lot of these drugs get pulled off the market. They're very expensive when they first come out and they're highly touted in the media. And, and there's been one debacle after the other with, with a lot of these drugs. In fact, some uh, have claimed that uh, pr- uh, prescribed pharmaceuticals are the third leading cause of death in America. Yes, they are. Yeah. And, and so the government also has sort of its, uh, its finger in the pie here because in order to approve a drug, you have to send it through their FDA process. Yes. And so they want you to spend the hundreds of millions of dollars, the 10-year process that that takes. Meanwhile, there are drugs that are over in Europe uh, still going through the process over here in the United States that have been saving people's lives for seven, eight years over there uh, just because, you know, we got to keep people safe here in America, but yet they fail miserably. Well, that's true, but also Codex Alimentarius has been f- more fully implemented in Europe. So a lot of, if you want to take supplements instead over in Europe, it's becoming increasingly difficult because even the ones that are available have to be prescribed by a doctor. Uh, if you go to buy them over the counter, they're watered down, so they're useless, and they're synthetic, and, and they're going to have problems in the future too. Yeah, and so the way that uh, that I understand it, that they've been attacking these supplements is, they go in and they attack the the claims. You can't, you can, <laughs> you can bottle your product, but you can't say that it what it actually does for people it, it, or something along those lines. You probably know more. Yeah, uh, there was a law that was passed because this whole battle's been going on for a while. But 1994, there was a law passed called the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act. Okay, it was actually a victory for natural health advocates because at least. They said you can make structure function health claims as long as you have clinical research to back it up. So, in other words, if you had a, if you had a, a supplement that you could have, um, scientists went out and they, they did some research on it. They can't say it cures something, but they could say, well, this particular substance increases the tiller, killer T cell count in the body. That's a structure function claim. It's not claiming to cure anything. Okay. So at least they were given that, but they've been trying to eat away in, at that because the supplement industry has taken off. Since that bill was enacted, and, and the, uh, the big pharma has been really upset about that. Yeah, and they want to, you know, they're out to really just protect their profits and ensure that the system, as dysfunctional as it is and cost prohibitive and so forth, uh, continues because they're making huge profits from and it. And they wonder why healthcare costs are so high. Yeah. Oh, all right. But anyway, the, the legislation signed by the very man whose claim to fame was change we need and change we can believe in has these effects. 
First, it removes your power of choice to be able to take supplements and use alternative therapies. Second, it stops you from taking care of your health naturally. You are forced to have to rely on the medical pharmaceutical industries whose aim it is to maximize profit from you and for you to remain sick so they can keep you hooked on their products. Three, it will force you to rely on low-strength synthetic supplements made by pharmaceutical companies and for, or force you to buy expensive supplements that are high-strength but they're synthetic made by multi-billion-dollar pharmaceutical companies. Okay, so we'll, uh, is there a little bit more on this? Uh, a little bit more. All right, we'll come back, wrap that up. You can call in, bring, in anyth- bring up anything, 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of Liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. This is Free Talk Live. Jumping into the last segment of the show, there's still time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Sam. And Wayne. And Sean. And we have uh, been covering a story that came off the front page of freetalklive.com. It's an interesting website where users can submit stories and other users then vote them up or down. And that's where this one came from, Wayne. We've been going into some new regulations and and legislations uh, that sort of regulate supplements and alternative remedies and and some of the consequences of what's going to come out of that. So you wanted to finish this up. Yeah. Now, what's really pathetic about this whole thing is that, remember, we heard Nancy Pelosi before the health care bill was passed said, well, we have to uh, pass it to find out what's in it. Well, the first paragraph of this of this executive order by Obama says, "By the authority vested in me as president uh, by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including Section four zero zero one of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, Public Law one eleven slash one forty eight, it is hereby ordered as follows." So they're already citing this 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 health care so, bill. So yeah, he's he's citing the health care bill, and this is done through an a, a an executive order. An executive order. Yeah. Okay. Which are unconstitutional, but of course Obama's a constitutional scholar, so he knows better than you or I. Well, he managed to find the secret section of the Constitution that mentions that. <laughs> boy, oh boy. You know, this stuff's been going on for a long time, but now it's accelerating, and now and it's, people are, have, have been so asleep for so long that look how far down the road it's come. And as the government takes over health care, it's going to become more important because, you know, they're, they're going to do a crappy job like they do with, like the government does with everything else that it takes over. It's going to become more complex. It's going to be harder for you to get care. They're going to have this limited, they're going to view it as this limited pool because they're not addressing a market need. They're, it's not about health care, Sam. Yeah. It's, it's about killing you off slowly and taking all your money. That's and what yeah, the system's if, all about. You know, there's Bill Gates going out saying, well, we could spend three million or a million dollars on surgery to save someone's life that, that may live for an extra three months, or we could keep these 10 teachers. Which one do you want? And that's, that's the sort of limited mentality that government creates through its monopoly, whereas the market says, 
hey, we've got needs out here. Does anybody want to step up and solve this problem? And that's why the market is so much more innovative and efficient and effective at doing this. So, of course, they're going to sort of clamp down on these things so that they have control over the the populations. What else is in there? Is that... uh, well, it's it's several pages, but I just found that very interesting that the first paragraph of this executive order, he's already citing this bad bill that needs to be repealed as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. And they that's the way they, they work is, that, you know, they, they get in with baby steps. The, these programs often start out to be voluntary or uh, optional, just like the body scanners at the airport. And then later they come out and say, well, it's not really optional. You know, now it's it's more mandatory and you have to go through it. And, you know, it just, they always are sort of creeping forward. It's it's the uh, the analogy of the frog in the boiling pot of water. It's know? creepy. That's what it is. It is. Okay. So let's go to another story here. Coming and by out. the way, Sam, what they're yep. going to do here is create a black market. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and the more rapacious they get, the bigger the underground economy. In, in the past, the United States had a relatively small black market because taxes were lower, regulation was lower. All they're doing is they're creating, they're going to huge, create a huge black market like in the Soviet Union, like in all these other countries, like in Europe, with, with high taxes and regulation, and they're going to actually lose control. Yeah, so we can look forward to uh, alternative medicine raids on uh, vitamin shops. It's already happening with raw milk. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, we've got a uh, phone call. Let's go to... David in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, David, what's on your mind? Oh, I was going to say, um, well, I'm for the, um, the uh, uh, health care thing. That's you're thing. for the government health care? Yep. No. What do you mean, the bill that was passed or just the idea of, of government uh, taking over health care? I don't think they're taking over health care. I mean, there's going to be a health care thing, and there's probably going to be, from what I understand, mandatory mandatory insurance, which well, not really. I don't care for, but... I mean, it's the insurance companies who wrote the health care bill. They have the death panels in there. They're not covering death the... Death panels? That, I don't buy that. I you don't, don't buy death panels. You should read that, the bill. That the only, for me, the, the only death panels were... Uh, insurance companies um, deciding not to help out people who are in who and and not in helping people are people getting denied uh, hospital visits etc cetera, etc cetera. that was the death panels well you uh, know I think what you're doing though is you're presenting this dialectical argument whether where it's it's the old system or this new bill and so the new bill is better in your eyes because of what you heard on TV and the fact is that our system that we had before did stink I agree with you on that but the system that they're trying that they're talking about here stinks even worse and so does the one we they have in Europe with, with socialized health care when we had a cash-based free market system, or more so of one, uh, in the 50s and earlier. We had the best health care system in the world. It was the least expensive. You could have a baby in 1952 for $24 and $32 if you wanted a private room. Okay, that's what it used to be here, but people don't really remember that now. What does it cost these days? To have a baby? About ten grand. Well, I don't know what the... um with the, I'm sure it's not. I, I'm sure twenty four dollars is not the equivalent of ten grand. Well, now. even no, though, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Even it's maybe it's maybe three or four hundred dollars now. But my point is, yeah. is that all the government intervention in, into the healthcare system since the late '60s has driven the prices up to a point where they had to do something. But they, 
instead of give, uh, taking more control over health care, they should have just let it go to the marketplace instead, and then you would have had inexpensive health care. And, of course, but you have the, the inflation issue, too. The marketplace denied people that's not a marketplace hold on wait wait but that's not a free that's that's not a marth that's not a marketplace we had we had a corporatist healthcare system that's not the marketplace working what you have is these insurance companies who are out there working basically they've taken over just like in the financial system you know the goldman sachs employees are the ones the ex-ceos are the ones heading up the the fed reserve and the the Treasury and so forth. Well, the same is true at all of these big government bureaucracies. So it's the insurance company CEOs who go over and take over the regulatory agencies mm-hmm. that are supposed to watch the insurance companies and make sure they're not doing anything wrong. And guess what? They end up using government and using the regulations to uh, get away with some and of this the, behavior and that to you're fleece the pub about. and to fleece the public. So, but they frame it in the media in in, the, in these these dominant social themes as these bad insurance companies doing these things, denying care to children, which is bad. We agree, but the answer is not to give the government even more control because they're the culprits to begin with. Yeah, and the fact is, David, every time you call for a government solution to a problem, you're you're talking about growing government. Uh, reducing the choices that people have to make for themselves, and it's going to cost more. What do you think about that? What about the fact that I've heard heard that the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, has has said that this plan and this health care plan is going to be basically like a boon uh, for the economy. No. Uh, no, David, do re- where does David, that money come from? Do you, no, I, I did hear that, and it's a total lie. In fact, it's already happening where people are getting their, their uh, premium quotes for next year, and some people are getting 35% higher uh, insurance premium quotes than they had last year. So how's that going to help the economy when you're paying 35% more for health insurance? What about the small business owners who are barely able to make ends meet now, and they're going to be hit with what are now mandatory health care requirements that they have to pay for all their employees. And they're not going to, where's that money going to come from? Well, they're just going to pass it along. They're either going to go out of business, they're going to fire some employees, or they're just going to raise prices. But you know something, if health care was really um, uh, in a free market system, it would be so uh, inexpensive that all you would need is, is catastrophic type health insurance. You could pay for everything in cash. That's the way the system used to be. It worked very, very well. I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather, I watched him pay uh, a doctor $10 for a house visit to, to, uh, to care for my young, my young brother, who's probably three years old at the time. Hand him a $10 bill. That was it. Yeah. End of story. But, but business, that was health care. Business, business is not in the business of benevolence. Well, right. no, you're right. No, but it's in the business of serving customers. That's right. And businesses that right. don't serve customers go out of business. The, the problem with the, the insurance thing is the only insurance companies we have are the ones that are approved of by the government, and getting into the field to compete with them it requires millions and millions of dollars to get past all the regulations. And, and insurance companies have no interest in keeping health care costs down, because if, if health care costs got cheaper, you wouldn't need them, or at least you wouldn't need them to the extent you do today. The reason why you, so, you need insurance is because everything is so expensive. So hopefully, David, that uh, gave you some things That's to helpful. think about. Mm. Uh, thank Absolutely. you for the call tonight. Thanks. You know, there, Hi, David. There's not a, this free market just doesn't exist. What we have is this corporate-controlled environment, and I think that, that confuses a lot of people. So anyway, that's it for tonight. Uh, 
Dale is going to be in tomorrow, as well as Guard and Stephanie on Sunday. It's been Sam I Am. And Wayne. And Sean. Have a good night. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> 